What's up, y'all? Welcome back to O Word with Bree. Um, today's episode, we're going to dive into a little financing and investing. And I know I love talking about this. I know um, other people love talking about this, um, mostly because I feel like it's just not something we're really taught in schools growing up, like in high school and middle school growing up. Yeah, we a lot of times we get like the bare basics or whatever, but most people, most students don't graduate high school um, knowing how to invest, how where to put their money, how to finance, how to save money. Um, I remember specifically kind of learning this in my um, AP macro class, but not everyone's in that class. Only a small percentage of students took that class. So it just makes you think like, how many students graduate every year, how many people go through life never learning these essential skills about financing and investing. And I realized, I really, I truly realized it when um, last year, when I first started dancing and the first few months of dancing, I had a bunch of these veteran strippers coming up to me saying, oh, make sure you put your money away. Make sure you invest your money, invest your money, invest your money. And even though I was like, oh yeah, I'm investing my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I truly didn't really realize what that meant. And looking back on it, I wasn't investing my money at all. I practically threw it away. I was making a lot of money every night. And um, do I still have any of that a year later? No. Did I really truly invest that into anything a year later? No. I um, I made the... <laughs> One of the most common baby stripper mistakes, and I saw the fast money and easy and quick cash is like something that I can just spend that day and I'll get it right back the next day. And even though a lot of times that can be the case, um, you're not really making any money if you're just blowing it and then um, just planning on working to get it all back the next day. Then you're not really um, stacking your money you're just running yourself broke, <laughs> especially if you're not paying your bills on time, this and that, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And uh, we make a lot of money in this industry. So I think it's important to, instead of just telling girls, invest it, um, finance your money, this and that, like no one really tells us how. So what I did was once I realized I was really fucking up, (laughs) I went to YouTube and Google and I just started trying to educate myself the best, as best as possible. I started Googling and YouTubing everything there's to know about financing, saving my money, investing my money, investing in real estate, investing in the stock market and mutual funds. Um, Where's the best place to keep my money to make it grow over time? I started actually worrying about retirement, you know, like that. I feel like that frontal cortex of my brain um, that like makes good decisions for me. I feel like that's finally starting to form because I'm finally starting to realize like, hmm, what am I going to be doing when I'm like 40? Like, um, am I going to have any money saved up? Am I going to retire? How does retirement work? Because growing up, I always heard my grandparents and my parents talk about retirement but when they talk about retirement they're referring to their job that they've had for um you know 50 plus years (laughs) um they're not really referring to a someone with a small business an entrepreneur 
a dancer, anyone with a um, self-efficient like income who um, like kind of they have their own passive income. They they're their own um, boss basically, and. Yeah, um, I think that's um, becoming a lot more popular too. Since COVID, um, a lot more people are taking that route, working from home, um, building small businesses, um, becoming dancers, different things that I think people in these generations are really tired of working nine to fives. And so they're trying to find ways and um, turn their hobby into a business. And I think that's beautiful. But the important thing about doing that is that you know how to save for your retirement, you know how to finance that money, and you know how to invest. So we're going to start today. I'm going to walk you through, like I'm going to make this as easy as possible for you. I'm going to try my artist because I know a lot of people, like I got my first bank account when I was like 16. My parents took me to the bank. I got a bank account. Um, I got a job. Bada bing, bada boom, that was it. And then like... <clears throat> to uh, I don't know it was like year, a couple years later like after we had graduated it was like a year after graduation and I had a friend um, at the time and she did not even have a bank account and I was like um what are you doing like how do you not have a bank account because we were I had gotten her a job at, at Steak and Shake the place I was working at the time because she needed a job so I got her a job there and I realized like she had nowhere because we were making lots of good cash there, like a hundred dollars a day. Um, and I said a hundred dollars a day, yeah, not not hundreds of dollars a day, just so just in case you didn't hear me correctly. <laughs> but still, at that time, that was a lot of money to us. So I was like, "Where are you gonna put your money? You don't have a bank account. What are you doing?" So I took her down to the bank, and I asked her like, "Why don't you have?" Permission? Her parents said. Or she said her parent, like her parents, um, they're immigrants from Mexico. So even though they're very smart, they built their life from the ground up here. They aren't familiar, just like a lot of people that grew up here aren't familiar with um, financing and investing in bank accounts and all that. Neither were they. They never were exposed to that. So how are they going to expose their daughter to that? So it's really just a perspective of um your environment and who you're around depending on how much money you're going to make and we'll get to that later but yes so bank account bank account is your first step so it was quite easy we literally walked into a bank you can pick any bank i'll just i know some people are like super like like they need their hand held through this so i'm going to give you and not my super personal information, but I'm going to kind of tell you exactly what I did, what bank I used, just in case you're like, you have no idea, like you need all the help. So bank account. Um, I have Wells Fargo. Before Wells Fargo, I had Bank of America. Um, so I had to close out of Bank of America for other reasons. So <clears throat> I don't recommend closing out your bank accounts. But... I recommend going um, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, somewhere like that. You wanna you wanna go in, and um, you want to set up. You can either set up a a time there, like meet with someone there, set up an appointment to open a bank account, 
or you can just go onto their website. You can go online, go to their website, go to their, um, go to accounts, go to create checking account. And you're just going to want to create, you're going to want to open up a checking and a savings account. Okay. Those are going to be your first steps. And every bank is different. I know at one bank I went to, I had to pay, <coughs> excuse me, I had to pay, um, like an annual fee to bank there. So sometimes banks will make you pay so much annually, like every once a year. Or um, if you overdraft your account, like if it goes into the negatives, they might make you pay a fee for that. That's why you gotta make sure, you gotta make sure you know what your rules are in your account and they'll go over those with you. Um, so you know, you don't spend, you're not forced to spend any money um, especially money that you, if you don't have, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be throwing your money away at these banks. So make sure you know the rules to your bank account and you open up a checking and a savings. Now your checking account, that's going to be for your spending and your bills. So any, um, any bills you have, I keep that money in my checking. And as soon as I get those bills, I like, you, like if you have the opportunity and the privilege to pay your bills ahead of time or to pay them on time, do that. Set them up for automatic payment. And you can do that through your bank account. You just go um, to the app that like whatever you're paying, your insurance, your rent, whatever it is, you can go to that, like you're about to go pay it and you can hit automatic payment, pay this day or, you know, pay this much every month whatever <clears throat> so yeah you're going to want to use your checking to pay your bills you're going to want to set that up as automatic payment um and just kind of make sure you have enough for your bills in there each month um and that also helps with budgeting i know i have a hard time with budgeting i know a lot of people have a hard time with that and that has honestly been like a game changer for me is being able to pay my bills a little bit early like as soon as i get the money as soon as i get the money before i'm able to spend it on anything else i go put it in my checking account and i go pay my bills and then if you get all your bills paid at the beginning of the month let's say it's week one of the month or it's the or let's say it's the last week of the month and you've already paid all your bills in advance for next month or it's the first week of the month and you've already paid all your bills at the very beginning of the month now you have the rest of the month to use that money now that you've budgeted those bills out of the way now you have the rest of the month to use for luxury spending and that luxury spending money that's going to go into your checking any money that you're going to be swiping your card at the store swiping your card at the restaurant anything like that is coming from your checking Two, your savings you're going to want a like a separate account in the same bank account so once you open up your checking, you're going to want to open up another account that's going to pop up right under your checking and it's going to be your savings account. And that is going to be your rainy day fund and your emergency fund. For savings, uh, for the rainy day and emergency fund, I recommend three times your rent because the reason I say this is um, not only because um, every time I've Googled it, this is what it's told me. <laughs> But I truly think like Google's giving me good information <laughs> um, about that because when I truly thought about it, like 
we could have any emergency. Let's say COVID, for example, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, that was a huge interrupter in our lives. Um, we, a lot of people got laid off. A lot of people was um, out of work for months before they were able to find a steady, another steady income, a stay-at-home job, before government benefits kicked in, all this other stuff. So a lot of people were really like, if you didn't have an emergency fund or any day fund, you're kind of shit out of luck. Because if you had that three times the rent in your rainy day fund, um, you're good for three months. You're good for at least three months. And that might only be three months. But that's three more than you would have been good for. You know what I mean? Or let's say it's not even rent. Let's say um, it's a emergency medical bill or your car breaks down. Let's say you get into a really bad accident or something happens, God forbid, and you have to buy a new car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've had so many times like that where I had absolutely no money to my name. All I had was what I had. I had my car, the one I was driving, that was it. No money, no nothing. And I wreck it. I wreck my car. It's my fault. The insurance won't cover it. So I don't have a car. But if I had a savings account with three times the, you know, my my rent, three times that rent in my, in my emergency fund, I would have been very well off. I would have been pretty good. Because even if you have cheap rent and you do three times that, maybe you can't buy a whole car, but that's enough for like... A small down payment on a cheap car or something just to get you to work it back you know it's like those kind of things you got to think of um yes speaking of cars um this is just a little fun um a piece of advice that i got when i was youtubing like millionaires and advice and you know that's that's kind of thing i do for fun sometimes so when i was um watching one of those videos a lot of the same people that are a lot of the people that I was watching were saying the same thing about a car that a lot of um, most people that get financially stable, they want to put a huge down payment on for a really nice car. They want to take their money and they want to go get a Benz or they want to go get a Tesla and they want to like they just want this really nice car, even if they truly can't afford it or even if they can't afford it. Um, a lot of times that's not like your best option. And I'll never forget, um, it was like three different um, billionaires or millionaires or whatever. They were like, they're like, yeah, once I started my seven passive incomes and I started to become financially stable and become rich, um, they drove the rich, like the rich guy drove the same Honda for years and years and years. And everyone kept saying, oh, you have all this money now. Why don't you go and, and like invest in a really nice car? And yes, you can go and do that once you've made it, once you're truly there to that point in your life where you're like, okay, I can. If, if you can't like just put down all the money completely for that car without having to finance it or anything and still be good in the bank and not have to stress over money, then you're good. You go get that really nice car. But one thing I've learned and that I'm going to stick to personally is even though I have my weak moments sometimes where I'm like, damn, I really want a Tesla or I really want 
I really want a Benz or something like that. Like, I really want to go and put down that money and get me a really nice car. Yes, one day I will, but not now, not today. Don't make that mistake of investing all your money into a car, which is not an investment. It's an asset. Assets are going, um, oh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> Rewind, skirt. Um, liabilities. It's a liability. A liability is something that you're going to have to pay for. It's something that's going to suck money out of your pocket. That's what that car is. It's not an asset. It's not a house that you can rent out. It's not um, investments. It's nothing like that. You're going to lose money by buying that car. It's not going to help you. So before you put your money into a liability, put your money into assets first. But I'm getting ahead of myself because we're still not at the third thing that you need for your bank account. Once you get your checking, once you get your savings, you're going to want to open up a Roth IRA. Now they have three different kinds. Um, I'm not going to get into all those right now, but I have a traditional IRA and I have a Roth IRA. The reason I have the traditional is because um, I messed up in the beginning and I got the traditional not knowing what the Roth one was. But as I told you, I'm learning everything as I go um, a little at a time. So just so you know, I'm no professional. I don't know everything about this. <laughs> you know, I make some mistakes too. I'm learning as I go. So do your own research as well. But basically, the Roth IRA, there is a difference. The Roth IRA, um, they're both taxed differently. So the Roth one, I think, is not taxed as much when you pull it out. It's more taxed so now as you make money in it. I'm not really sure, to be honest. The lady was quite confusing. But I have both. I have a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. But for your sake, I'm going to say go and open up a Roth IRA. That's all you need. One. One Roth IRA. And you're going to want to invest $6,000 a year in it. If you can't do $6,000 a year into your Roth IRA, that's perfectly fine. No one's going to hate you for it. Um, just as long as you're putting something. You're putting like, you're trying to put at least, I would say like, 50 to $100 a week into it. If you can do that, that would be awesome. Um, if more, that would be even better because the more you put into your IRA, the quicker you're going to retire. So kind of have that mindset about it. And when you're putting money into your IRA, something I didn't quite understand is that when you put money into your Roth IRA, it kind of just sits there unless you invest it. And I kept wondering, like, why isn't my IRA growing money? It's been a year. Why isn't it growing money? Well, um, I have to, you, the money that you put into the IRA, you, you click on your IRA account, you go and you can use the money that's in your IRA to invest in stocks. So yes, everyone's like, oh my God, this just got way more confusing. I thought all I had to do was put money into my IRA. Now you're saying I have to use stocks. Don't know anything about stocks. Help. Um, <laughs> because that's how I felt too. So I'm just going to give you like the rundown on what I did. <clears throat> so when I went in, you it's going to take a few tries, maybe, to be able to um, effectively purchase some stocks in your IRA. Because I know it took me a few times of trying to like play with it and figure it out. But basically what you're going to do is you're going to go into your IRA account. You're going to click 
buy stock or you're gonna go to trade it's gonna have like arrows it's gonna say trade and this is just how it looks for me you're gonna go and you're gonna click trade you're going to go in i have stocks in apple and you can have stocks i i suggest something like big like a big company that you know you're gonna get money off over time because apple and tesla there's just something about those companies like apple and tesla i know they're gonna be big in tw in 20 years in 10 to 20 years i just have a feeling like they're gonna age well with time as i get older they're gonna get bigger and better because apple is such a huge part in our lives every day everyone has an apple phone they keep upgrading they keep getting better any technology that we're going to um invent or um use in the future i feel like apple is going to be one of the first to adapt that and um yeah apple i just feel like is always going to be there tesla um is kind of a new up-and-coming company that's been around for a few years if i'm pretty sure everyone knows what tesla is it's the electric cars um i like i want to invest in tesla because i don't know if anyone else has heard this but by 2020 or by 2033 they're going to discontinue the sale of gas-powered vehicles so they're only going to be designing and making electric cars that gives tesla an amazing advantage um they're gonna a lot more people are gonna be buying electric cars hopefully that means electric cars will become more um like accessible for like people who aren't rich you know what i mean i hope they become <clears throat> a little cheaper and more um accessible for everyone but yeah that's why i apple and tesla i highly recommend those because you're gonna see a return on them in my opinion um or you can do a mutual fund because with those with the apple and tesla stocks if you go and buy those um eventually you're going to have to pull out of those stocks yourself no one's going to stop those stocks whenever the stock market goes bad or nothing like that you have to sell those stocks yourself so my game is i just put the money in my ra i put the stocks into apple and tesla and um a few other ones if i have like if i hear something like oh this stock is doing really well i might um just look it up and find out the information decide to invest in it but, um, where's I going with this? Oh my God. <laughs> I hate this. Um, but yes, I wish, I wish you guys were here talking to me so you could like remind me where I was going with this and what I'm doing. Cause I forget so often it's ridiculous. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're going to put the stocks into, oh yeah, selling them. So you're going to have to sell them. But in a mutual fund, if you want to go and click mutual fund there is an opportunity there let me see um i'm trying to find what it's called let me see if i can find it real quick because i really want you guys to know what this mutual fund is called um so I was trying to do like the waiting music. Okay. So. 
Okay, it's called SPY, S-P-Y, trust. It's S-P, S and P, S, S like in Sam, and P like in Paul, 500, trust. And that's a trust or a mutual fund that, um, it's not like I personally found that. I was watching um, some mutual, like some investment videos on YouTube. And this is one of the mutual funds that one of the dancers said that she used. So yeah, um, I literally just tried it. So don't hate me if it's not the best thing ever. I literally just looked it up and started like trying to invest in it because the weird thing is that I've been dealing with stocks longer than I have mutual funds which is usually the other way around for most people, I feel like. I'm not really sure. But before I was doing this, I was also investing in um, cryptocurrency. So if you want to invest in crypto, oh, we're gonna get to that. I am getting so far ahead of myself. Okay, so that's, that's for the first part. Bank account, checking account, savings account, Roth IRA. Roth IRA, or checking account, spending and bills, savings account, rainy day fund, three times your savings in that savings account. Roth IRA, you're going to want to invest $100 to $50, $50 a week, hopefully more. Six, You cannot invest more than $6,000 a year in your Roth IRA. So, and um, you're going to want to invest that money in your Roth IRA into stocks and mutual funds. So, you might ask, so if I can only put $6,000 into my IRA, what do I do with the rest of the money I'm trying to save? Great question. <laughs> because for all my spicy dances out there, I know you're making a lot more than $6,000 a year. I know you're able to put aside a lot more than $6,000 a year. You could probably put that $6,000 aside in a month or in a week, <laughs> depending on how much you're making, where you're working, you know, all those things. So what I did was instead of keeping it in your savings account in the bank, because even though that rainy day fund is important, that rainy day fund isn't going to grow in your savings account in the bank because that has a very low interest rate in the bank. It's not going to grow. It's there to be used for emergencies, to be able to pull, be pulled out easily that's why you don't keep that emergency money anywhere else but your savings because it, when it's in your savings you can pull it out in, in minutes at the bank at the ATM but when you're wanting to set money aside to save it for it to have a high interest rate and have it grow over time I recommend <laughs> Marcus by Goldman Sachs that's Marcus like the name M-A-R-C-U-S by Goldman like G-O-L-D-M-A-N, Sachs, S-A-C-H-S. Bam. Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Love it. I discovered it this year because I was like, where do I put my money? I Googled it. I Googled places that um, are known for having like a high annual percentage yield. Um, so that means... If they have a high annual percentage yield, that means your money is going to grow high over time. And you're not going to have to invest stocks, invest in stocks, anything like that. If you're not truly comfortable with stocks, this is your best bet. Um, so I have it set up to automatically take money out of my account 
And the great thing about this is the reason why this is such a great savings account is because, and both with the IRA too, is because with your IRA and this Marcus by Goldman savings account, it's really hard to access your money quickly. And I think that's what makes it a great savings account because when we are feeling impulsive and we're like, oh, I really want, I really want to spend this money for this or that, this and that. But when you go to take that money out, it takes at least... I'm not really sure because I've never taken the money out, but I think it takes at least three days, maybe more. It might take six to seven business days for that money to even come out. So when you take that money out, you're going to have to wait a whole week. So you're really going to have to, before you pull it out, you're going to have to really spend a whole week needing that money, having to think about it. And by then, the spontaneity of it is already gone. You probably don't need the money anymore. Like, I don't know. But I just know when money is hard for me to take out, I'm less likely to take it out. Because beforehand, I was keeping it in my savings account. But with your savings account, you can take it out easily. You can just move it over to your checking using your phone and spend it that way. <clears throat> it's really, it's just way too easy to spend. So with your Marcus by Goldman Sachs account, once you put that money in there, you're less likely to take it out because you're going to have to wait on it and it's going to be harder to take it out. Um, right now, my savings, I am at a 1.90 percentage um, annual percentage yield. And I think it just went up. It just went up even more to like two point something. Um, let me look. <clears throat> yes, it's at 2.15 annual percentage yield, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, and that means, like, the more money you invest into that account, the more money you're going to build with that, um, with that, like, annual growing percentage. And that, that account... I actually, I'll just give y'all the rundown on what I use it for. So that savings account, I'm hoping to invest in a house at the end of the year or at the beginning of um, next year. I want to invest in real estate. I want to get a house so that I no longer have to rent and I feel like I'm just throwing my money away renting. So, yeah, that's my goal. I really want all the money that's going into my Marcus Goldman Sachs account. Um, the reason I want it in there and I want that much money in there and I want to be growing it over time is because I want to use it as my down payment for a house. So if you're looking to do that, that's a great place to start saving. If you're not looking to invest in a house, that's fine. Um, you can use it to invest in something else. You can use it for school, you, literally anything. It's just like the best savings account for me. Um, then we're going to get on to credit. Credit is something that I fucked up very early in my life. Like as soon as I turned 18, um, I got a credit card that had a $1,000 limit. And you know, today, like $1,000 is a lot, but in like dancers, at like a dancer's eyes, um, $1,000, I can make that in like less than a week. So today, that's not that much. But back then when I was 18, working at fucking Steak and Shake, um, <laughs> it was 
a lot of money and I ran up my credit card. I didn't pay it off and it got, gave me really bad credit because I didn't pay it off for like a year. And then my dumbass, after I paid off the credit card, I closed the credit card out. Instead of just hiding the card from myself or just not using the account, I completely closed the account, which made my credit go down. Because I didn't know that if you close the account, it makes your credit go down. No one tells you these things. No one tells you these very important things that could ruin your credit history. So don't close your credit account if you have one. If you fuck up your credit and use your credit card too much, just pay off your credit card as soon as you can and then hide that bitch from yourself. Put it somewhere you're not going to use it. Give it to someone. Give it to your um, someone you can trust to like hold on to it for emergencies. I don't know. Whatever you got to do, like just yeah don't don't close out your credit (laughs) your credit card but i have some ways in which um i built my credit back up over the years so the first one i'm going to start with is cred ai that's c-r-e-d dot a-i credit ai and this is an app that you can get and basically you connect it with your bank and instead of a credit card like how you spend your credit card and then it's money you don't have and then at the end of the month you have to pay that credit card off instead of that it's more of a debit card but it builds your credit so basically you move the money that already exists so let's say you have $50 in your checking account that money already exists so you move that $50 in your checking account over into your credit AI card into that account and they ship you your own credit AI card and everything, card and everything. So then you go and you use that card. And instead of spending that $50 in your bank account, in your checking account where it bills no credit, you can spend it with your credit AI card. And that card, when you spend that money that already exists, <laughs> you build your credit. So it's kind of dope. Um, other ways is obviously you can get a credit card. Um, my first credit card was a Discover card. Now I have, um, some Capital One cards. Those are easy to get if you don't have, like, the best credit, I think. So, yeah, um, and when it comes to your credit cards, um, you, the goal is you want to use them, like, as least as possible. You want to use below 30% of whatever your max is. So 30% of whatever your max is, you want to use below that. And you want to pay on time every month. Make sure you pay on time, even pay early. Paying early is always good, (laughs) you know? So um, I remember when I first started my credit card um, experience, um, I was told by my family to only use it for gas. They said, only use it for gas. Here's your credit card only use it for gas and at the end of the month but before your bill is due pay it all off in full and so that's the same advice i will give to you today and that's the same advice that i still try to live off of um there's also something called self self s-e-l-f like yourself self is an app that builds credit by taking out a little bit of money each month out of your account and saving it for you which is kind of cool because then you have like a small little savings on the side that um, you probably will forget about because I forget about it all the time. 
Um, it literally takes like 25 bucks out of your account each month. And every time it takes that 25 bucks out, it builds your credit because that's like an on-time payment to yourself. And that money is set aside in the account on the app and you can watch it grow. And then once it's done growing and it's, you know, saved the money for the year, not only has it built your credit, but now you have like five to 600, maybe more dollars of spending of like savings or whatever that you've had that you can either treat yourself with or you can invest in something else, um, put it into your emergency fund, whatever you want to do, your Roth IRA, whatever, whatever you got. Um, so now there is, okay, credit karma, credit karma and experian, experian, sorry, my bad, (laughs) what the fuck was that? So credit karma and experian, these are two apps that I use to track my credit because if you go online and you try to do like an official credit check and try to run your credit anytime, anywhere, anyone runs your credit, it's going to make your credit go down. And I didn't know that at first. That's something else they don't really teach us is that if you go online and officially run your credit check, or if you go to a credit bureau, anywhere you go and you ask them to run your credit, it's going to harm your credit and make it go down. But if you use Credit Karma and um, Experian, then you're able to check your credit without... um, harmly if like doing any harm to your credit harming your credit and i know a lot of people say like credit karma like isn't that accurate and yeah that might be true but i'd rather have like an idea of where my credit stands even if it's not perfect and not hurt my credit than having to go in and get the exact number and make it go down next is robin hood and weeple so if you're looking to get into stocks stock stock stocks you're going to want either, um, I've used both of these. I used Robinhood and I used Weeble. Um, right now, I actually deleted Robinhood because I didn't like that one as much. But, I mean, honestly, either one of them will work fine. I used Weeble right now, and that's what I use to invest in my cryptocurrencies. So, on Weeble, um, you might invest in Ethereum. You might invest in, um, I'm kind of blanking on the cryptocurrencies right now. I guess I can go look for you, give you some ideas of some good ones that I like. Um, okay, so Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, Dogecoin. Yeah, those are a couple of the ones that I like that I invest in. Next is when it comes to investing, another investment I like is this app called Fundrise. And just so you guys know, none of these things are are sponsored. Like I'm not getting paid to sponsor to like advertise any of these things to you. These are just things that I use that I think are um, helpful and beneficial. So Fundrise, F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E, Fundrise. Um, That's a real estate investment app. Basically, I have it take out $50 a week out of my account. You can do less. You can do $20 a week, whatever you want. And it basically takes your money that you put into the account and it invests it. It invests it 
bleh, I can't talk. It invests it, invests it, it. <laughs> Why can't I talk? Um, anyway, yeah, they put that money, they invest that money into um, different um, real estate properties around the country. And you get, it's kind of like the Marcus by Goldman Sachs account, except instead of it growing because of your annual percentage yield, it's growing because you're making money off those estates and you're making money out of those investments. You're putting money in, so you're getting more money out. So you're investing that money into the um, fundraise account and they're and that money is going to be every time you look you should have more money than you put in there so and that every time um i've used it it's worked really well i still have money in there right now let me go look real quick so i can give you an idea um so like <clears throat> right now i'm at the um level one basic starter account i have 589 more dollars to put in there before i'm at a like pro account or whatever but right now i'm only at 411 dollars. it's went up one cent since the last time i logged in but once you start putting more that's because i literally have less than a thousand dollars in there if you had a lot more money invested in there you'd be getting a lot more in return so that just gives you an idea of what that is um we've already talked about assets and liabilities assets help you grow wealth liabilities or something you're liable to pay you have you're liable to that thing you have to pay money liabilities you pay it money assets it pays you money so you want more assets than liabilities in your life um for example a house house is an asset um a house even though you were paying it yes um if you do a little house hack which is what i plan on doing and it's so funny because i was literally just thinking about this last night is i was watching videos about house hacking and how you can buy a house you can live in one room and rent out the other rooms for whatever the mortgage cost and then you're living there for free and i remember being like 16 and asking my parents like can't you just do this like i remember i didn't even understand how the housing market worked i didn't understand renting or real estate anything like that but at the same time i had enough um like education like i've had i had enough like smart thinking and just like life skills to just kind of like think about it and be like hey can't you just do this like can't you just live in it in the mortgage you have to pay like you rent out the other room and then they pay your mortgage and then like I remember people being like, yeah, but it's harder, it's harder than it sounds or um, it doesn't always work like that. And, you know, there's always those negative, um, those negative reactions I found in my life personally. Anytime you wanted to be optimistic about money, um, at least for me, anytime I wanted, I wanted to be optimistic about money or optimistic about, oh, I'm gonna get a house and then I'm gonna rent it out and live there for free and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna hack this and you know, trying to work smarter, not harder with my money. Um, I was always kind of like, it was kind of pushed down, like looked down upon and I was not very, um, <clears throat> I'm not, I wasn't encouraged, I guess you could say. Like, it was more like, 
uh, that, you know, that's much harder than it sounds or, um, yeah, I wish life was that easy, something very negative. And yeah, life is, can be that easy. If you put the work in, it's not easy to get there, but once you get there, it is that fucking easy. Um, yeah, it's called house hacking and you can literally, so I'm just going to give you the rundown of how, um, how I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet. But this is my fucking plan. This is my plan. And y'all can get on this shit. Because I want every single one of you to be successful. I want every single one of you to get have a house. And be able to pass it down to your children. Our, our planet is dying. Our planet is withering away. The economy is trash. Um, poverty is, um, is high as hell right now. Um, people don't have clean water. Uh, Puerto Rico's underwater with no power. Um, there's still many states that have no, or um, what was that one state? Fuck. Um, I can't remember that one state that still doesn't have clean water, no power. Um, school shootings left and right. Like people can't provide baby formula for their children. There's just so many problems in the world. And if we cannot learn to sustain ourselves as a generation and kind of like take our world back, what the fuck are we going to do? And it, it comes down to um, to the housing market, the housing crisis too. Because why do you think poverty is so high? Why do you think pe- there's so many people on the streets and so many people who are um, poor and can't afford housing? Because the housing, the economy has made housing so expensive that people can't afford rent. Because even though people are doing these housing hacks or whatever, like a lot of people, like I said, don't grow up learning this information. So for so long, for so many years, we see something like getting a house is something so out of our reach. We'll never be able to afford that. We tell we tell ourselves these limiting beliefs. We'll never be able to afford to get a house because that's um, an adult purchase. And we can't afford that because the world is ending, <laughs> you know, like... There's just all these limiting beliefs that we're told growing up and that we tell ourselves once we're of age. And I'm here to scratch that. I'm here to shoo, buy, throw that limiting belief away because fuck that. We are buying houses this year, next year. In the next five years, we're buying houses. I'm tired of all the old ass fucking people owning all the houses and causing rent to be like fucking like two to $3,000 a month. No we're we're taking we're taking our land back we're taking our home back we're buying houses we're investing in properties we're investing in land we're gonna start farming like i'm with you guys on this like we have to become self-efficient and sustainable if we're gonna live in this country and in this world that we're having to live in so yes um if you are with me on this, if you are interested in purchasing a house one day, <clears throat> listen closely. There is something called an FHA loan. And this loan, um, I personally think, from what I've done my research on, it's the easiest way to buy a house. This is what I'm going to do. So, with the FHA loan, you have to put 3.5% down as a down payment. That is not a lot compared to if you were to go to a bank and try to get a loan. I think that's why 
Um, a lot of people think it's almost impossible to get a house because you have to have this like huge down payment for the bank. No. And you have to have like this huge, amazing credit for the bank. No. You need 3.5 down for a down payment. So let's say you wanted to get um, a $150,000 house, which you can get a pretty decent house for $150,000. I love looking around on Zillow for fun. There's some really good ones. So 3.5% of $150,000 would be $5,250. Okay, so let's say you save up $5,250. That's your down payment. Next, you're going to need, a lot of people forget about closing costs. So next, you're going to need your closing cost on your house, which is around 2 to 6%. So let's just say we, we grab the highest percentage it could be, 6%. 6% of $150,000 is $9,000. So if you can save up $9,000 for the closing cost, plus another $5,250 for the down payment, then you can get a house. And then once you get that house, what you're gonna do is you're gonna live in one of the rooms and then like I suggest, like I'm looking into a three bedroom. I want three bedroom, two or more bath. So one of the bedrooms is gonna be for me. The other two, so the other bedroom, um, whatever my monthly mortgage is, is what I'm gonna make the rent. So let's say the mortgage is $820. So I live in one of the rooms. <clears throat> the second room I rent out for $820 so there's mortgage and then the third room you can either keep for yourself you can turn it into an Airbnb you can rent it out to another person and then boom you have $820 of extra income coming in every month for just letting them live there or instead of extra income that could cover other expenses that you're bound to have to pay in a house like um, fixing up something um electricity um sewage literally any unknown house expense that you could think of like that extra money could go towards that so that's what i mean by house hacking <clears throat> so um let's see i have some advice written down here i'm just gonna go through it <laughs> um <clears throat> as you know I love to take notes before my my podcast sessions. So I'm going to go through my notes real quick and make sure I gave you guys all the information I could. And I'm about to have to get off here because it's about to be an hour. This went by really fast. Um, pay bills early. I've already talked about that. Ideally, at least three months ahead. Three months is just my magic number in my head. Um, if I can pay my, if I have my bills paid three months in advance and then you have three months of rent saved in your emergency fund, you're fucking killing it, bro. You're killing it. Um, because then, bam, guess what? You're six months ahead. And if anything was to happen, then you're six months good. Um, save as much as you can, auto draft each week or month. So yes, this goes back to putting money into your savings account. You're going to want to treat your savings like a bill. I treat my savings like a bill. I have it auto drafted out of my account once a week 
and it goes straight into my account, into my savings account. And then I don't touch it. And that means that no matter how much I make, I'm still saving the same amount of money every week. So I know how much money I need to have saved by the end of the year. <clears throat> um, okay, this one's a really good one. Invest in yourself. So we've already talked about stocks, investments, saving, saving account investments, all of these real estate investments, all these different investments. When in reality, the biggest investment, in my opinion, is yourself. And that's something that I've been trying to do a lot more this year. I'm trying to invest in myself. So anything that you can put money into that's going to make you a better person in the long run is totally worth it. School. If you want to spend a lot of money on school, on college, on technical trade school, on real estate school, um, beauty school, anything in that nature is worth the money. Therapy. Therapy is worth the money. Go get health insurance. If you can't afford health insurance and you have to invest in therapy, it's worth it. It's a, it's a good investment. A gym. A gym is one of those things that's like, bro, if you invest in anything, if you can put so much money towards Netflix and Hulu a month, if you can, you know, invest in those kinds of things, if you can put $10 away, you can have a gym membership. And going to the gym is just going to make your life better. And it's, I don't care what anyone says, investing yourself helps you make more money. I notice I start making more money, especially as a dancer, when I invest in myself and I'm happy in my best self. So that means investing in my looks, investing in my mind, a life coach, investing in a life coach, um, any classes you want to take, a dance class, a painting class, a sewing class, a martial arts class, a fencing class. I extra, extra highly, rec I highly recommend any sort of cool classes you can take to learn a new skill especially if those classes include something that's like self-sustaining so sewing cooking anything that's like going to help you in life um it would help you like if anything was to happen like i highly recommend that um because that just adds to you as a character it adds to you as a person and any new skill that you can you can obtain is going to help you in your life. Finally, my uh, my last piece of advice is going to be to do your research, read more books, watch more videos because the more you educate yourself on these things, the better. Cuz like I said, at the beginning of the year when I first started dancing, I didn't know how to invest my money. I didn't know where to put my money. I didn't know what I wanted to really do. Um but once I started educating myself and learning what, like, this is like a great first step. This is a perfect first step. So now you just want to go into YouTube, type in like investing in my, investing my money, investing in real estate, how to buy a house, how to, you know, like it all starts somewhere. So educate yourself. Um, I recommend the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that basically talks about how the mentality around money that you grew up with in life from your parents and your family and the people you were surrounded by is going to have a huge effect on how you view money and how you treat money later on in your life. So if you grew up your whole life in a scarcity mindset of um, 
um, we're always broke. There's never enough money. I have to be scarce. There's never enough money coming in. I have to save all my money. Um, I'm always going to be broke. I have to, you know, that kind of like mentality about money. If you don't have this mentality that you're going to get rich and you're going to invest your money and you can take risk with your money to get rich, then you're never going to. And that's why generational wealth is a thing. That's why generation poverty is a thing. Because mentality has a lot to do with this thing. And education as well. If you are educated and you educate your children about financial literacy, more likely is they're going to be financially literate. More literate than the person who has a kid and that parent knows nothing about financial literacy. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's pretty much everything. That's all for today. I definitely want to talk more about this kind of stuff because it's super important. I want to do another podcast on like um, how to do your taxes, especially for dancers. I want to do another one on applying for an apartment, buying a home, all these adult things that we're never really truly taught most of the time. And if we are, it's harder if we're strippers and we're dancers and we're entrepreneurs. We don't really have that security blanket of a nine to five to help us do these things. So yeah, just stick um, stick around for the next episode coming out because I'm definitely gonna do more of these. And uh, I wish you all so much luck on your financial journey and endeavors. And until next time, this is O Word with Bree and I hope you get rich, bitches.